Hello, and welcome to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel. This is the Friday Five, our weekly recap of top headlines. Thank you so much for listening. We are wrapping up the month of October, as well as getting ready to close out the second week of AEP 2024. I hope the season is going well for you. Just a reminder that if you have questions, please reach out to us and we can get you those answers. Moving on to our list. Number one this week, a new House resolution on Medicare Advantage. H.R. 5476, the Addressing Whole Health in Medicare Advantage Act, would like to take a page from special needs plans and copy it over to the Medicare Advantage playbook. Certain special needs plans include additional benefits designed to improve social determinants of health outside of just the healthcare access and quality category. Additional benefits can include transportation to appointments, over-the-counter health products, preventive care, fitness benefits, even grocery allowances, to name a few. The bill aims to allow carriers to add these benefits to their Medicare Advantage offerings for those with, quote, complex chronic conditions that significantly affect the enrollee's health, has a high risk of hospitalization, requires intensive care coordination, has a low income, or meets other requirements set by the Secretary of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, end quote. H.R. 5746 is a bipartisan bill recently introduced by Representative Gus Billyrakis of Florida and Representative Earl Blumenauer of Oregon. It's gotten the stamp of approval from America's Health Insurance Plans, or AHIP for short. We will keep an eye on this pending legislation, and we will report back if anything changes. Number two. I stumbled across some great resources on the KFF site, and immediately I knew that I had to share them here. First up, a list of Medicare open enrollment frequently asked questions in both English and Spanish, and then another list of frequently asked questions regarding the health insurance marketplace and the ACA. Lists like this are fantastic resources because they have done all the hard work for you. They are lists of questions that beneficiaries are asking again and again, and it's likely your clients will have some of these same questions. So it's a good idea to familiarize yourself with these common questions and their answers. The FAQs, or facts as I like to call them, are broken out by topic for easy parsing. I clicked into the Medicare Advantage topic section to pull a few examples. Quote, I just became eligible for Medicare this summer and signed up for a Medicare Advantage plan, but I'm still not sure if I like my plan. Can I switch plans during this year's Medicare open enrollment period? End quote. Another one, quote, can I receive extra benefits from a Medicare Advantage plan that I wouldn't be able to get in traditional Medicare, end quote. 
And last example, quote, if I sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan during the Medicare open enrollment period, when will the coverage take effect? End quote. Responses to these questions are formulated for beneficiaries, and you do have to click on the question to get the answer. If it were not currently the annual enrollment period, I would suggest using the list of questions to quiz yourself, but we all know that time is of the essence during AEP. We will be linking to those resources in the episode notes, so be sure to check them out and bookmark them for future reference. Number three, CMS published their ACA Open Enrollment Fact Sheet on Wednesday this week. Couple of reminders in there on what is new for plan year 2024. First off, and we mentioned this in a previous Friday Five episode, In a bid to cut down on the amount of options available for consumers, carriers offering plans through the marketplace are limited to four non-standardized plan options per product network type, metal level, inclusion of dental or vision benefit coverage, and service area. Also important to remember, if you've got clients in a bronze plan, they might be able to take advantage of new cost-sharing reductions rather than simply staying in their bronze plan. I'm going to quote this one straight from CMS to avoid any legal headaches. Quote, This automatic re-enrollment will apply only for consumers who do not make an active plan selection on or before the deadline for January 1 coverage and only if a silver plan is available in the same product type with the same provider network and with a monthly premium after premium tax credits that is no greater than that of the bronze plan into which they would otherwise be automatically re-enrolled, end quote. Other new changes for this year's open enrollment period include optional demographic questions on the marketplace application, some new navigation options in the application experience, one of which being able to save your progress and come back to the application, plan summaries with info on urgent care and mental health outpatient visit cost, and a few other user experience upgrades. We will be linking to the fact sheet in our notes, so again, be sure to check out the notes. And best practice with any website navigation changes Be sure to tool around with the new site a little bit before meeting with a client for the first time. Number four, in recent tech news coming from Apple, we did not get an updated iPad this year, but the company did announce a new USB-C Apple Pencil last week. I have to admit, at first glance, this seemed like a great offering. The new pencil comes in at a $79 price point. As the name implies, it's been updated to USB-C rather than the old lightning port. It magnetically attaches to the side of your iPad and offers pro hover support. It's also able to be used on a fairly wide range of iPad models. And all of those features are great. But depending on what you're using the USB-C Apple Pencil for, you might find yourself disappointed with the newest version. And here's why. 
The USB-C Apple Pencil does not offer double tap support. So if that's something you're used to from, say, the second generation pencil, this is not the Apple Pencil for you. Also, if you're in the market for an Apple Pencil because you or someone you know loves to draw, the USB-C Apple Pencil does not allow for pressure sensitivity. And to quote Tina as she was proofing this episode, what's the point? So if that's you, if you're buying it because you or someone you know loves to draw, the USB-C Apple Pencil is not what you want. We will be linking to a helpful Apple Insider article that shows the features of all three pencils side by side. Highly recommend checking that out before you buy. Another factor to keep in mind, support for each Apple Pencil depends on the iPad model. So double check your device model to make sure that you are getting the correct pencil. My recommendation, stick with either the original Gen 1 or upgrade to the Gen 2 if those extra features are useful to you. Number five, pretty sure that I've mentioned here on the podcast that I am not a pumpkin spice fan. I'm much more of a caramel everything fan, whether it's a dark caramel sauce, salted caramel, or caramel cold foam, that is my jam. So naturally, I've been on the lookout for holiday coffee menus because I am more than ready to send PSL on its merry little way. While I wasn't able to find official menu releases just yet, we do have quite a few leaks to whet your appetite with some other official releases mixed in. So first up, we'll start with Starbucks. The company has announced their line of reusable holiday cups and retail coffee offerings. So bagged coffee, K-cups, and creamers. On their leaked holiday menu, we've got a new iced gingerbread oat milk chai tea latte. Try saying that one five times fast. As a fan of their gingerbread coffee, that definitely has potential, but it also sounds like it might be a little too sweet for me. Returning favorites include peppermint mocha, the caramel brulee latte, the sugar cookie almond milk latte, and the chestnut praline latte. I want to say that I had the chestnut praline latte last year and did not care for it, but that's probably because my love for cold brew runs very deep with Starbucks. On the food menu, we've got a peppermint brownie cake pop. That looks delicious. Gingerbread loaf, a sugar plum cheese danish, a snowman cookie, and the cranberry bliss bar. According to the rumors, the new drinks and food items will debut on Thursday, November 2nd, so less than a week away. The thing I am most interested in, holiday cold foams, which sadly those don't seem to arrive until Monday, December 4th. Those include peppermint chocolate, sugar cookie, caramel brulee, and chestnut praline definitely getting the peppermint chocolate. I think that would make a fantastic cold brew. And then because we can't mention one without the other, let's talk about what's coming to Dunkin'. If their brand of coffee is your preference, you'll be happy to know that their holiday menu for 2023 
has also been leaked, and it also contains both beverages and food. New this year, a spiced cookie coffee that can be ordered hot or cold, which adds vanilla and brown sugar cookie syrup to your coffee, then tops it off with oat milk to really channel that cookie vibe. Returning favorites include the Peppermint Mocha Signature Latte, the Toasted White Chocolate Signature Latte, and my favorite from last year, the Cookie Butter Cold Brew. That was absolutely fantastic. Food items include the new Loaded Hash Browns, a Triple Chocolate Muffin, and, of course, Holiday Sprinkle Donuts featuring red and green snowflake sprinkles. According to the leaks, Dunkin' plans to release their holiday menu on Wednesday, November 1st, the day before Starbucks. Still no official word on Red Cup Day at Starbucks. I have tried and failed for quite a few years to get one of the coveted free reusable cups given away in very limited quantities. But now that I have a Starbucks less than a mile from my house, well, perhaps this year the odds are in my favor. If I hear official confirmation, I will post about it on social. So make sure you're following along with me on Instagram or threads. Can't really say that I will be posting about coffee on LinkedIn, but I will keep you updated And if you hear anything, drop me a line through email, our podcast hotline, or the Ask the ASG form. All of those links are in the notes. Next week, I hope to bring back streaming picks for November, hoping that we've got some better releases lined up. And then, of course, we'll be back with another five headlines to keep you up to date during AEP. So I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing and fact check by Tina Lamaru. Podcast design by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen. 